coming up. ATVs, UTVs, we have multiple drone operators that have been sent out in numerous teams. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Nearly 25,000 acres, the T. Mabry Carlton Reserve is a massive expanse of mostly untouched wilderness. From Google Earth, you can see the area's size in red. Police from across Florida are all assisting in the FBI led investigation focused on finding Brian Laundry. If you're looking at various overgrown marshy areas, even in the best of circumstances, your percentage of finding someone are relatively low. I mean, you basically have to hit every square foot. The Gabby Petito case has gained national, even worldwide attention, but much of the case now is focused on a search for the person of interest in the case, Brian Laundrie. I'm joined by Adore Achumba, 10 Tampa Bay News in Tampa Bay. Uh, Adore, thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Tell us briefly, just bring us up to speed. I know so many of our listeners have been following this case and will know about Gabby Petito and uh, the location discovery uh, of her body in Wyoming, but tell us where we are today. Right now in uh, the Tampa Bay area here in Northport, uh, there are different uh, scenes to what's happening. We do have the uh, search that is ongoing at the Carlton Reserve where the authorities are looking for Brian Laundrie. They believe that he went into that reserve on Tuesday, according to what his parents told them. And then we have the scene here in front of their home. The parents are inside the home and we have the press pool outside watching to see if anything develops, whether the parents come out of the house or if law enforcement, additional law enforcement, such as the FBI, come back to go into the house as they have done, um, as they did last Friday and on uh, this past Monday. We also have the scene at the City Hall where residents and community members are uh, leaving um, items and, and candles at a makeshift memorial there that has been growing since the weekend. And so, Adora, you're at the house now as we speak, is that right? Yes, I am. I am uh, in the driveway of a neighbor who's kind enough to let me park here, and I can see the house from where I am. Let me ask you if you can just sort of set the scene for us. What has it been like around and outside of that house? Do you hear much from anyone in the neighborhood or investigators? Certainly, it sounds like not from anyone inside the house. Over the past couple of days, national media as well as local media have swarmed in on this little street. Right now, police have blocked off um, both entry points and are not letting cars sit on the on the roadway. Um, and they're making people park on either ends of the street. Neighbors have been talking to us occasionally um, in the beginning, of course, when the search was happening and there was curiosity. Now, I think, um, you know, there's been disturbance to the peace of their neighborhood. Many of them very upset about what has happened, of course, um, and very surprised at the uh, behavior of Brian Laundrie himself, as well as his parents and their lawyer, who has sort of been um, leading them and advising them throughout this process. Prior to his disappearance, uh, did you get a chance to see Brian Laundrie in and around that area? We never got a chance to see Brian Laundrie. Uh, we did see his mom and dad uh Chris and Roberta Laundrie go in um, on Wednesday when they drove the red truck and the Mustang was parked in the driveway. At this time, we did not know, or rather they hadn't informed law enforcement that they hadn't seen Brian Laundrie 
um, in over 24 hours. They only did that on Friday, a few days after telling them that they hadn't seen him since Tuesday. So, and then the next time that we did see uh, somebody come out of that house was uh, on Monday, yesterday, around uh, 3.05, uh, the dad came out of the house, got into his red truck, and then around 3.25, he got back with a half a gallon of milk and went back into the home. Adore, there have been so many rumors circulating and even some sightings. I know of one in the panhandle that, that wasn't Brian Laundry, but you're reporting on, on what you're seeing and what you're hearing. What is it like to hear about all these rumors circulating and so many people that are interested in this case? Uh, just describe that for us a little bit. It's understandable the interest that this case is getting. First of all, it emanated from concern about Gabby Petito. Uh, we did see that fantastic crowdsourcing of details and photos and information uh, from people uh, who may have been in that area or who may have had sightings of Gabby and uh, Brian Laundrie uh, and all of that information coming into the FBI and some people putting it out there on their own and connecting with the FBI to provide that information. So it's understandable that people are interested in this in this case. Uh, they also, you know, want the law enforcement officers to um, apprehend Brian Laundry and find out what he knows. Right now, we only know that he's a person of interest, the disappearance, and now the death of Gabby Petito. And, and that's as far as law enforcement want to label him. So, you know, we don't know if he's armed, but we do know that he is a person of interest in this case. So, People are keeping an eye out to see anything. But of course, you know, misinformation is out there. Confusion is out there. And we're really telling people to just be cautious about putting out, uh, you know, false and inaccurate information because that could just make work a lot more difficult for these investigators trying to uh, peel through the li different layers involved in this case. Adore, what can you tell us, if anything, about uh, the nature, the timing around his leaving home, what he might have told his parents? I've seen some reports on that. All right, so let me take you through a little bit of chronology of this case. Um, Brian Laundry returned to the Northport area on September 1st. And we did not find out um, that Gabby Petito was missing until her mother reported her missing on September 11. Police officers from Northport came to the house, asked to speak with Brian Laundry, and his parents gave them the contact information to their lawyer. Now, the media didn't start reporting on this until September 12th and 13th. We were out here on Monday, September 13th, where we only saw the red truck belonging to the parents um, in the driveway. Now, we are led to believe that Brian Laundrie had been in the house throughout this point. However, fast forward to Friday, the parents reports to police that they hadn't seen Brian Laundrie since Tuesday. We had been out here looking for, you know, hoping that we would get any sighting of him or the parents or anything of the sort, but we were also led to believe that he was in the house. The ch police chief gave a press conference, if I'm looking correctly, it was on Wednesday, and he said that he knew where Brian Laundrie was. We don't know what communication would have happened between um, their lawyer and, and the police as to what they told them about Brian's um, location. But as far as we know, we were led to believe that he was in the house. The parents 
did not say anything to anyone about his whereabouts until September 17, which was Friday, when they made that police report and when um, the FBI gained access into their home to carry out that uh, search warrant. Adore, I know you're at the house and not at the location where investigators and police and search parties are, are looking for Brian Laundry. But what can you tell us? I mean, I know that's a, a massive area and, and it can be a, a very complex task. It is a, it, I mean, just when you think about what a nature reserve looks like, and then considering this is Florida, you have a, a large expanse of marshland and you've got alligators and snakes. That's the way the law enforcement are describing this terrain for us. It's, a, it's more than 24,000 acres of, of, of nature nature reserve here that they're looking at. And they have um, ground teams working with buggies and swamp swamp uh, vehicles. And they also have drones and a chopper in the air. So they're looking through and really working and trying to comb through every inch of this forest area, this forest reserve. So on Tuesday, law enforcement here in Northport decided to take a different side of the Carlton Reserve, uh, the City of Venice access point. Again, this investigation is being led by the FBI out of the Tampa office. So they are using all different kinds of vehicles to check out this uh, reserve. It is uh, a vast expense of Forest Reserve. Uh, I'm told by the authorities that this area is very swampy, marshland. Uh, they did put in their press release that this, this, there are alligators and snakes in this area, and so their crews, the search teams, are are wading in waist deep water and trying to find any sign or anything of Brian Laundry. Uh, Wednesday, they sent in dive teams to also uh, check out some of those areas. We do know that they have choppers and drones in the air to, to have an aerial view of the search process and scan um, from an aerial point of view, as well as on the ground. They have swamp vehicles, um, you know, ATVs that they're working with. They have canine units. So they have really put an, a, a large amount of resources uh, to, to, to this search. All right, my thanks to Adoria Chumba, 10 Tampa Bay News in Tampa Bay. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday with new episodes Monday through Friday. We also have a weekly show covering cases around the country, True Crime Chronicles. Check it out today wherever you listen to podcasts. That's True Crime Chronicles. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. 